0: Hello there, and welcome to the Wherever You Go podcast. My name is Sam Bauer, and I am the moderator and host of this podcast. And today I am going to kind of switch it up a little bit. So sometimes I talk about business. Sometimes I talk about people's journeys um, to lean into the um, dream that God has put on your heart and help you become the person that God has created you to be. Um, And so today I'm going to switch up a little bit and I'm going to talk a little bit about love, um, Jesus's love, and how we can share that with the people that we love in order to help them understand just how loved they are um, with the possibility of opening them up to God's word um, for people who maybe don't know him yet. So with the holidays coming, um, I was thinking that we might get to see family members that we haven't seen in a long time. And there's always like that one family member who is trying to shove Jesus down the throats of people. And it generally doesn't work out the way that they want it to, because sometimes it looks like judgment, you know, telling somebody that their life is not the way that the Bible says it should be, or making little remarks that. Maybe they're, you know, living with their boyfriend or, and you don't approve of it, or they're doing something in their life that isn't godly. And we use God then as a weapon. We use the Bible as a weapon to put them down instead of what it's supposed to be used for, which is to build people up and to show them how much they are loved. And so that's what today is kind of all about, just a reminder for us um, of a way that we can open the hearts of others without condemnation, because that's not what Jesus is about at all. That's the opposite. He came to save and to forgive and to show that anybody can have eternal life in heaven, not to say that you're not living the right way. And so uh, you're not getting in. So I want to start with um, Mark 12, 28 30 through 34, which is the greatest commandment. And um, When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. So this verse is where I want to start. And um, so I just, I want to encourage everybody to love as as a proactive way to share God's love with others this holiday season. Um, You know, without being like the weird Bible-thumping relative who, like, tells their family that they are living wrong or spouting off Bible verses or acting holier than thou, because I have news for you, you aren't. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. So, I get it, as good Christians and disciples for Christ— we may be tempted to find ways to share the Bible with our non-God-fearing family and friends with really good intentions. We wanna see them in heaven with us, like, right? Like that's the whole thing that we wanna get get them to love God for. Um, but sometimes, and many times, we mess it up in ways that make people want nothing to do with God or Jesus or the Bible at all. And worst of all, that family member is gonna start avoiding you because they don't want your lectures or they don't wanna be made felt like they're less or like they aren't good enough. It wasn't good intentions that you shared, right? Or is it because you're not comfortable with the way that they're living? You're not comfortable with the decisions they're making. So I I want to share that we need to be very intentional about loving people and sharing God's word in a way that is loving and kind and with good intention, not with the intentions of getting them to stop doing something that you don't feel comfortable with, but in a way that makes people feel loved and they understand the true love of God Um, because there's a difference. So how can we love our holiday ones this season with God's love? So let's take a look at how Jesus turned millions toward God and he did so without condemnation, without judgment and without exclusion. He did it with love, acceptance, and he accepted all of them. Nobody was excluded with Jesus. You guys, Jesus didn't look at people and say, well, you're doomed. You're a prostitute. You're a crook. You're a thief. You're an adulterer. You swear too much or drink too much. Your marriage isn't biblical. So I'm sorry. You're out of here. God's not going to have you. No way, you guys, he didn't do that. If he did that, he'd be the only one that's going to get into heaven because Jesus is the only human who had no sin. He's the only sinless person that ever walked on this earth. So if he was picky about who got in, unfortunately, none of us would get in, right? We'd be in really big trouble when it came to judgment day. So no, and Jesus being that his whole mission was to save us from our sin. Instead, he broke bread with a multitude of sinners. He accepted them. And even when he didn't accept their actions or their behaviors, he loved them. You see, here's the deal. And this is where I think a lot of us miss the boat is that you can love a person even if you don't agree with their lifestyle or their actions or their choices. And you should love a person even if you can't get on board with our choices. This is really hard. In the Bible verse I read, I think the easy part of that is loving God with all of our heart and our mind and our soul and with all of our strength, right? But loving our neighbor as we love ourselves, that can be really tricky, especially whenever somebody we love decides that they have a different set of values than we do or that they have a different lifestyle than we do, or we don't feel like they're living their life the way that they should. But guys, that's not our choice. That's not our judgment to make. Our job is to love them and to share love with them and to be able to still love the person despite our differences or despite the way that we feel that they sin. Because we sin too, right? And it's not okay to say, well, you know, I just, I lied to somebody or I thought a bad thought, but you, you, oh my goodness, you're, you know, younger and you're living with somebody and you shouldn't be, and you're living in sin or whatever you want to say, guys, we're all living in sin. That's the whole reason that God sent Jesus to save us. Cause he wanted us there with him in heaven. And, and he doesn't see that, you know, oh, you go to church every Sunday and you pray and that's great. And you live your life a little bit differently than maybe somebody who doesn't, but that other person is still loved by God. So I really want to like get that out there to the world. (laughs) So what did Jesus do first? He loved. Um, This is one story, you guys, where it's okay to be the spoiler. You can spoil the ending of this story because once people understand how this all ends, They're going to be more likely to listen to the whole story and love um, the, like, want to, I don't know how to say it, but like, they're, they're going to want to learn more. And so it's really hard sometimes for people to only hear some pieces of the Bible that might be offensive to them because it's calling them a sinner. And now they don't want to show up because that's all they know. They don't know the ending. They don't know that. God sent Jesus to die for us and that he's going to come back someday. And they don't know that we're all sinners. Not this, the Bible doesn't like pick out one person, right? Everybody's a sinner. But when you're only receiving portions of the message, portions of the Bible that are sometimes taken out of context, you don't know that that one thing that makes you feel like you're not good enough because you're, you're sinning in that way is, is forgivable. Because God forgives everything as long as we go to him and we forgive or we ask for forgiveness and we tell him that we love him and that we want him to be the the middle of our life. So there's there's definitely it's okay to share the end of the story by itself and like leave out the rest whenever you're talking to somebody that's that's new of faith um, or maybe that doesn't believe yet. People need to know their love by God in order to be able to accept the rest of the items in a way that's meaningful. So the thing about being loved by a God, right? He made you who you are. He sees you and he saw you before you were born. He had his choice on how to make you. He could have chosen a million different personalities, a million different ways to look, a million different emotions, but he created you exactly the way that you are on purpose. And for a purpose. And since he knew we'd make mistakes and he knew we'd make bad decisions along the way, he sent his only son to earth to die for our sins so that we could spend eternal life with our perfect father in heaven as long as we accept Jesus as the son of God and God as our savior. It is truly that simple. There's no only these people get in or only those people get in due to their sin. Everybody is seen by God. He created all of us. And as long as we ask for forgiveness, we accept Jesus as the son of God, and God as our savior, we get to go to heaven. And so here's where I think that a lot of religious people and even religious organizations get it wrong is that instead of leading with love, they lead with the rules or they lead with the guidelines that are in the Bible and they take them out of context. So instead of loving their neighbor, they judge their neighbor. And instead of accepting their kids despite their decisions, they condemn their kids for their decisions. There's a difference here that I think is really meaningful and is that we do not have to accept other people's choices or behavior or their actions in order to accept them as people. We do not have to love another person's choices to love that person. God doesn't love it when we tell a lie, but he still loves us. He doesn't love it when we mess up in our marriage, but he still loves us. He doesn't love it when we make a bad decision, but he still loves us. We can and need to learn to be able to do the same for the people who we love if we want to lead them to Christ. And it can be hard because there's emotions, right? And you want them to make the best choices that you think are best for them. But the best thing we can do is love them. And when we love and accept them, they're going to be more willing to try to learn more about that God that we've talked about in the past or that, you know, if if Sam's welcoming me to her table and she's loving me as a human being, and she's not judging me because I'm this or that, or I did this, she just Makes me feel welcome. Then her God must be very similar, right? Let me look up a little bit more about him. Let me ask her questions about him. But people are not going to ask you questions if you are just shoving rules down their throat and telling them that they're sinners and that are not going to get into heaven if they do this or that or whatever. Because we can't earn our way into heaven; (laughs) it's it's not something that we can do. So I'm going to share a personal story with you um, that happened to me and. I want it to not be an example like of like how bad I used to be or whatever, but how somebody who loves God can even get swayed off the right path um, if if they're not understanding fully the love of God. So in my early twenties, I attended a church that I really loved um, and I was going with a friend. And at the time I was living with my fiance, Um, the sermon one week was all about sex before marriage and how it's a sin and you need to keep yourself for your spouse and you shouldn't live together until you're married. Well, I was, I was living with my fiance and I was sleeping with my fiance. And at the time, this message like really hit me in the gut. Um, as the pastor was speaking i felt ashamed and i felt unwelcome and i felt like maybe god is going to be mad at me because rob wasn't the first person i'd shared myself with and i'd made a lot of mistakes um, prior to that as well um and rob had been married before um, and his 12 year old son was clear evidence that obviously he had had sex before as well um so i wondered what that meant you know i wondered what it meant that i was Dating and, and engaged to be married to somebody who had been married before, so I looked it up in the Bible. <laughs> Turns out, uh, not only was I bad for sleeping with him and living with him um, prior to marriage, but I was also considered his mistress because he had already been married. Um, and apparently, like I should be stoned <laughs> for it. Um, so I remember reading this and just like crying and feeling so confused and so offended and unsure of what I was supposed to do to fix the situation so that God would love me because God, I thought loved everybody, but here I was living a life that wasn't, uh, biblical. And so I, and at this point, like I'd been a Christian for many years. I mean, I love God with all my heart and all my soul and at least most of my mind. Um, I, you know, I'd wondered here and there and clearly wasn't making all the decisions that, that a perfect, um, marriage would consist of. Um, and so I prayed and I was reminded through different conversations and and different prayer and different readings, what that I was reading that, um, God loved me anyway. Um, he might not like the situation that I got you know, that I was in, but he still sees me and he still loves me. And I asked God to forgive me and I recommitted my life to God. And I've done that multiple times since then. Um, And I went on to marry that man anyway, in church, in front of God. And I committed to love him for better or for worse all the days of my life. And it might be a sin and our marriage might not be the perfect story of perfect biblical marriage, but God loves me and he loves Rob and he loves our children and he has been ever present in our marriage. So the point of me telling you that story is that most people aren't ready to hear the rules because they don't know and understand how huge and all-encompassing God's love is. I knew God's love, but I was still immature in my journey to Christ and hearing the message really made me question some things. For someone who doesn't know God at all, hearing that kind of a message that they're living in sin, sin, you know, and feeling like, my gosh, I'm gonna be doomed to hell because I, this is the way that I live. Um, it's not gonna give them any hope. Um, so we need to be able to share with people God's love and that everybody's included in that. And we need to, to love people in our lives especially our loved ones, our kids, our, our nieces and nephews and cousins, and the people that we're going to see at the holidays, that maybe you're living life a little bit differently than we do. We just need to love them and accept them the way Jesus did. Break bread with them. Talk to them. You can teach them about God's love without throwing things out at them that that is hurtful and that makes them feel as though they've gone so far that it can't be forgiven. When we understand how loved we are and we understand how our story can end, it's a lot easier to read the rules and the guidelines written in the Bible without becoming offended because we know that God sees us and he loves us and he sent his son to save us from our sin as long as we accept him. So this holiday season, how can we bring our our loved ones closer to Christ? Here's how you guys. We can welcome them to your table, accept them with warmth and kindness and shower them with your unconditional love. No judgment, no backhanded compliments or snarky comments about how they are living. Just pure intentional love. Show them that they are welcome with you and see how they open their hearts to receive your love, God's love, And then you might get the opportunity to tell them that Jesus was sent to us this holiday season as a babe in a barn to save us all so that we can have eternal life in heaven. And with this, I leave you with Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go.